What is going on, Fanatics? Little emergency podcast today here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Chris Williams here. Uh, before I head to the radio station, where we are going to um, start hashing out everything that has happened over the last 72, 80 hours, whatsoever, uh, whatever it is, of during this crazy whirlwind of college football. First and foremost. I do want to say that this reminds me a lot of the Big 12 missile crisis, just the politics behind the scenes that's been going on. Now, they're not going to claim that there's been politics involved in this, but there absolutely has been. You've got Nebraska and the Big 10 at front and center. Uh, let's go back to basically Saturday, though. And um, the sport was all but dead. Like It was a formality. Um, this thing was over. Reason being, uh, it wasn't even just like the you know the medical aspect of everything. Of course, that had that played a big role in everybody's thoughts. I've said this before. Like I, I truly don't believe there are college athletic directors sitting around thinking like, oh, I don't care if kids die. We need to make our bottom line. I, that's not how this stuff works. But um, I think the challenge was everything going on. Right the. The unknowns of COVID. I thought Bob Bowlesby said it well today where, um, you know, 60, he said something like 60 days ago, we thought a plan was golden. Now we think it's garbage. I, I thought that was great. Like that. Yes. Cause like uh, viruses change. Information changes. You have to be able to evolve. I like that quote. Um, so what changed between Sunday or Saturday when the sport was all but dead and now? Um, this is where the, you know, the political aspect of all this came in. Like, I don't, I don't think that the big 12 schools or let's say specifically Iowa state thinks it's more safe to play football now than it did in on last Thursday. I think that Iowa state always thought that they could pull it off last Thursday, but there's so much, you know, that was happening in the sense of, you know, the PAC 12 player uprising, the, um, Uprising. I don't even know if that's fair to say it like that, but you know what I mean. It's certainly a chess point that you that you point to in all this stuff. Um, the the COVID, the the heart situation that with the five Big Ten athletes that's been chronicled, right? Like a lot of this stuff has been kind of boiling over, and it seemed to me I was starting to get a sense that a lot of the administrators and presidents around the country were just gonna they were just exhausted, and they were gonna say, "All right, let's move on." You know, let's let's call it quits. Let's figure out if we can do a spring thing, which I don't think Iowa State really wanted to do. Um, I think they would have if, if everybody else did, but I don't think that they were like completely fired up for that. And you know, let's let's just move on, figure out what we're going to do financially, and get going. But the SEC kept kept pushing, and then the player uprising came. The ACC jumped in, and all of a sudden, you're looking at a situation, and you're the Big 12, and you're deciding vote. Um, been saying for a while now that this was going to be political. Bloom and I were talking about this in April. Um, and this is not, when I say political in nature, don't think, oh, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. That's not what I mean. Uh, but you can play to your constituents, and then in this case, is that's your fan bases, Right in different ways. There's going to be more of an appetite for college football and um, a different view of the public health situation in Mississippi 
compared to Los Angeles. Um, don't don't take that any. It's just that's a fact. These are vastly different areas of the world, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Like in our world, there's a couple different ways to look at this COVID nineteen thing, right? The political right thinks differently of it than the political left in the way that it's discussed. And I don't think it's a coincidence that if you go through many of the states and these conferences and the pockets of the country that they are located in, the ones that are deciding to forward to, to move forward with college football are the more right-leaning areas of the country. Because there's more, you have more political capital to burn through in those areas. Um, I thought this would be the case for a while. It's exactly what's going on right now in Nebraska. Politics. Nebraska is not leaving the Big Ten. Now, maybe they will 10 years down the road. I don't, I don't know how all of that looks, but they can't leave the Big Ten right now unless there are major concessions made. And I ask, why would the Big Ten do that? But Scott Frost going up there and puffing his chest and, you know, the releases and all that stuff, that's politics. That's we know we're going to take a $50 million shortfall here and we need our boosters to be as fired up as possible and still promote us. That's what that is. I don't believe there's ever a spot where Nebraska was like, oh, if we play our cards right, we could get into the SEC for a season. No, it doesn't work that way. Grant of rights don't work that way. Um, I, I think that the biggest thing like within the Big 12 that changed from then until now was the appetite at the top. I mean, I think that they're... I think the Big 12 as a whole was always going to push to play. Uh, I think that Texas and Oklahoma, who carry very big swords in that room, were both very adamant about going. And the others were were quick to fall in line and sign up. Anyways, uh, we are going to continue to analyze all of that on um, here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. But we also got today... It's crazy, like, because the last time we recorded here, Bloom and I were both in tears, basically. And now we have an Iowa State football schedule to start hashing out. I know Jared Stansbury is going to do that at CycloneFanatic.com. Rob Gray will have an entire um, recap of the Bob Bullsby press conference that happened earlier today. Uh, the ladies from the Title IX podcast are going to be recording later tonight with their thoughts and opinions as well. But Iowa State has a football schedule. Now, the, the non-conference game is not on it yet. We don't know that one yet. It will be on September 12th. I reported this on Saturday. Uh, so it's not going to be Ball State. It won't be UNLV because they're not playing football. Um, but I, I reported on Saturday, Iowa State does have a game lined up. It's like a verbal agreement. And I don't know the specific team. I think I do, but I don't want to say it because it's not, I don't have anything confirmed yet. So we put on my journalist hat and not tell you who I think it is, but I, th- I think I know who it is. Um, regardless, that'll be on the 12th. If, if they don't play South Dakota, the FCS deal is really weird right now. I'm not even going to attempt to know if that game will still happen, but it's an FBS team from the Southern half of the United States. Put it that way. We'll leave it there. Uh, at TCU on the 26th, 
of September. Love getting Oklahoma at home in the third game of the season. Breaking in a new quarterback. Oklahoma's a team you'd rather play in October than late November, right? Texas Tech, we got a bye at Oklahoma State at Kansas. Baylor by Kansas State at Texas. West Virginia on December 5th. December 5th home game against the Mountaineers of West Virginia. December home games in Jack Tri Stadium are epic. The last one was an absolute disaster. That Drake game. But... I'm not going to complain. It's football, and as of now, we're going to get it here uh, starting next month if you're an Iowa State football fan. Uh, I do want to um, preface, or not preface, but just recap everything here on this uh, emergency podcast that I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I mean, I think anybody paying attention knows that students are getting back on campus. How does that impact? you know, numbers, you know, everything that has to do um, with, with, you know, COVID, the politics, the local rules, all of that stuff. So, I mean, but they're pushing forward, and I think there is some will here to do so. You don't make the decision you make last night with all of college football hanging in the wind. You do not make that decision unless you're, you know, pretty strong in your in your will to do so, right? So that's a really good sign. I think we're going to have some games. We'll see how many. I think we're going to have some games, though. And now we feel like we can kind of start to getting back to a little bit normal. We can start to break down the schedule. We can start to break down different um, position groups. We can really start to talk football again with this all behind us. Of course, the Big Ten fans thought that last week when their schedule came out, and now look at them now. So again, I just want to... I think we're going to go. I think we're good to go here. I think that they're going to attempt to play these games. I think that they have a pretty good plan in place with the medical experts, all that stuff. But uh, I just... The one thing I think we've learned about COVID is you can't really predict a lot of things. It's, It's a crazy, crazy time. But this is a much more jovial podcast in the one bloom and I recorded on Sunday night. I know it's short, but I've got to get to radio and um, we'll have more here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. You guys can check out our front page for continuing coverage on today and uh, we'll we'll be back here soon. Uh, Title 9 and they're recording tonight. Listen to those ladies. Thank you. <laughs>